0: Welcome to and Groove. This is a podcast for all you football and music lovers out there. But enough about us. I'm more concerned about you. You've got this far, and you're still sat there doing nothing. Come on, get yourself involved.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Beer Fifty Two. There's a whole world of craft beer to be discovered out there and the team at Beer52 are helping you to taste them all with their monthly subscription. This subscription allows you to choose from a box of all light beers or a mixed style box. This also includes a tasty snack and their famous Ferment magazine. All the lads here at Pass and Groove have a subscription with Beer52 and would highly recommend you all to join the adventure into unique craft beers, which also includes some exclusive beers that you can only find at Beer52. To subscribe and for more information, click the link in the podcast description. Cheers, Groovers!
2: Right, OK, so we're back on the airwaves again with another Passing Groove podcast. Uh, I'm joined by the usual suspects again. Uh, I'm Nathan. We've got uh, Hodge. All right, big man, you OK? Good to be not back. Bad. Not too not too bad. And Con? Evening, lads. Evening, mate. And we're joined by another special guest. We've got another local lad. Uh, made his way through the Football League Academies. Uh, spent his time in the, uh, the upper levels of the non-league. Uh, and I think now he's just got a transfer across to Wales. Uh, it's Josh Amis. How are we, Josh? Uh, how's it going, all right? Not too bad. Not too bad, mate. So what we'll do, Josh, we'll just go in like we do with, with all of our guests. We'll just go straight into how did you get into football?
3: Uh, oh, I got into football, obviously, as a young age. Uh, I actually didn't like football as a kid. but <laughs> So my dad tells me... Uh, used to take me to training and he used to hate it, so I don't know why I'm still playing it now. <laughs> um, it's a bit mad one, but growing up, yeah, I played rugby and football. Well, I played any sport, really, obviously, growing up through school. And then um, I kind of took a liking to it more more in secondary school, really. Playing it every day on,
2: on the yard and stuff like that, and then obviously joining teams and stuff. Yeah, so like you say then so as you say you're looking at like sort of like 11 12 that you, you got into it like playing outside the school and that
3: yeah well uh, maybe barely maybe about 10 10 but about 10 yeah so just in prim- last like few years of primary school um uh, i joined the team because uh my dad just kept taking me basically and then uh, all the lads off the estate i uh, lived on the year uh, they all had a team but they were a year older so i went and joined their team and I was just always on the bench. I really wasn't really playing much. And then uh, I just started getting into it a bit more then, uh, from then on, really.
0: Did you feel like you were sort of trying to catch up all the time there?
3: Eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially playing for the year above as well. I think, uh, you know, lads were a lot bigger than myself. And uh, I was always competing against all the lads. And we weren't great either as a team. So,
2: you definitely <laughs> trying to catch up. Always always a striker as well, Josh?
3: No, I started out as a centre half. Through school, I played centre half as well. For, for the whole way through secondary school, and uh, I was always moaning because I didn't want to play there. I Wanted to play up front. <laughs> I went up, I went up front and scored uh, a load of goals, and then
2: that's how I made the the, the change. Like just through that. Yeah. So obviously, w- were you playing sort of locally before you got before you then got picked up by? Was it was it Preston that you got picked up by initially? Uh,
3: no, I got picked up by Stockport. Uh, funny, funny story again. Um, when we were playing, I was playing uh, at Greenies, um next-door neighbour. His lad was playing for Stockport. He, he was a striker, but it was a year below me. And he, he came down, watched the game, and he just said, uh, he just said the Stockport's your year, looking for strikers. Would you be interested in going down? And I was a bit like, what's he going on about? He's next-door neighbour. He's not scouting off. And then uh, I went down and ended up signing. I got a scholarship at Stockport, so
2: that's how I got into academy, and it was not till I was sixteen. Oh, so that's that's a bit of a bit of a late late sort of start, lad, isn't it? What was what was that like for you? You know, that step the step up to playing for a team like it, that. Yeah, you,
3: you could tell you could tell the difference, especially with some of the lads. Like you know, they're training two three times a week. Some of them are training with the youth team on a Thursday. So, when I was at Stockport, we used to get a day release. So, I used to leave school one day a week uh, on a Thursday and go up to Stockport and train with the youth team. But lads are doing that for like, already well, been doing it for a year. And you could tell they would do much better footballers, to be fair. So, I had a lot of catching up to do. But Stuart Delaney, the youth team manager at the time, took a real liking to me. Uh, so, I ended up getting a scholarship through him, really. And then kicked
2: on <laughs> playing on uh, the youth team. I mean- So, you know, you say they're 16. As you're in school, did you ever have that thought that you could go from, you know, just being a normal lad playing on a Saturday and a Sunday locally to then being a full-time, effectively, like, young professional?
3: No, it was like, well, for me, it was was a big, massive thing. Uh, I was like, one minute I was just thinking about what I'm going to do after school. I'm going to go to sixth form university and stuff. And the next minute I was offered a scholarship and I wasn't going to be going to sixth form, so... It's such a late decision for me as well. It was kind
2: of a whirlwind, really. Yeah, of course. I mean, again, you know, moving down there, and I've asked a few lads that played at Manchester as a lad from Merseyside, what's it like going to play your footy down there? Do you get a bit of shit in that? For being, yeah. For being up, up <laughs>
3: here? obviously there was a lot of monks in the team, so uh we used to have a lot of lot of bands with them, but they're all good lads, it's you know don't realise how such a like Manchester lads are. The, the Scousers got a lot of bands there. They a lot to say for themselves. Like a lot of lads from around the world, Liverpool have. So it was, it was just like being with a
2: big group of mates, really. Do you, move, do you move down there on a scholarship or do you just go down like on a train and that? I didn't at first. I travelled on a train. Um,
3: basically, uh, we got relegated from League Two last day of the se- well, near the end of the season. Um they went into the conference so basically they were trying to save as much money as possible. Uh, so the youth team scholarship programme was thinking about getting scrapped at the time. So it was a bit of a mad one, but they carried it on because they were still getting two years worth of funding, I think, off the uh, off the league when, when you get relegated. And one of the things he took away was for youth team players to live up there. Uh, so I had to travel quite a bit. But then as I, as I was there for a lot longer, I started uh, staying uh, one of the lads his mum and dad uh, obviously knew I was travelling all the time just, just said match days or but like a, a night game I could go over and stay over there had a spare bedroom so it was really good of them and you know saved me a lot of time travelling yeah
0: it must yeah. be long long days there on the train I
3: was, I was getting up at uh, R5 6 some, some mornings getting on the train to go to Stockport I was thinking what am I doing here I'll, I'll, I'll manage this <laughs> <laughs> left school Left school, I'm getting a train at six in the morning to Stockport.
2: <laughs> I mean, it sounds a bit of a stupid question, this, and I've asked it for to a few of the guests that we've had on that you know, have come through the academy system. As like a 16-year-old lad, are you already looking at like getting into the first team straight away? You know what I mean? Like, are you looking to, to make that push already, especially as like a striker? I, I definitely wasn't at the time. No, I was just happy to be there, I think.
3: For me, it was, uh, it was such a whirlwind. I was just happy to be there. Um, my my uh, opportunity when I got the first team was was when I was 16, 17. It was right at the start of my scholarship. Uh, I was actually on the bus on the way in. And I was late, <laughs> late one morning. I got a phone call off the youth team, team manager asking me where I was. And I was like, oh, I'm still on the bus, sorry. The bus was delayed. And I was like, oh, no, it's all right, but you're in with the first team today. And I'll never forget my first session. I uh, give the ball away, like, and uh, one of the first teamers let me know. Like,
2: <laughs> let me know. <laughs> what what what's that like then? You know that that first step up to that first team from you know you started with the with the U lads and almost straight away getting chucked in at the deep end. Is that a massive step up? Can you tell these lads are like pros?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know the standards are so high. Um, you know, in our in our youth team, we, I I found that we had a couple of lads who I didn't I don't really think wanted to be there. It's kind of they took the opportunity because I think they were a bit more scared not to take it. But them professionals, the the training every day, the big strong, you know, the, 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 they are probably very educated in football, whereas we're just starting out. It's completely different.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, again, I, I've we've to the lads before actually. Uh, something that I wanted to ask you because we haven't actually had like uh, sort of a lad who's come through the academies who's a striker. You know, as 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 a forward, are you getting judged on how well you play or the amount of goals that you score? If that makes sense, because like you can, <laughs> have, I can imagine you can be like a dead good footballer, striker, but if, if you're not scoring goals, are you still getting like, oh, you know, Josh is doing well, or are they looking at you saying, oh, you need to start banging them in? You, you score goals you get noticed, simple as that.
3: Um, you know, I think I think I found that out when uh a couple of seasons ago I, I wasn't getting in. I wasn't getting in at Warrington and um I was on to the manager why I own a player and stuff like that. And then next minute I came on, scored, scored a few goals and went on a bit of a run, scoring every week. And then next minute I was in the team a lot more than I had than been for the first first half of the season. So in some sense, yeah, you definitely get noticed for goals, but I Think uh, as strikers, you can bring more to the game than just goals as well, mm-hmm. like hold up play and you know, people stretching the game and stuff like that. There's more to it than just, just goals, yeah,
2: of course. Uh, so, uh, how long did you end up spending then at, at Stockport, yeah.
3: So, i done, I done uh, a year just uh, like in academies, and then I got a scholarship, done a year, year in Stockport, um, and then I got uh moved to Preston North End. Um we played Preston in a youth team match. We got twatted five one. Uh <laughs> excuse the French. Yeah. So and the youth sorry. team
0: manager,
3: the <laughs> Preston youth team manager came on to me and said, uh, what's your name? And I was like, Josh. And he was like, oh Josh what? And I, I, I told him a name and then it's a bit like, well, why is he asking me that? And then he asked he spoke to my youth team manager and asked about about me and uh my youth team the youth team was going. So it was either you go to the first team or you were getting let go. But uh my youth team manager just said, Oh, he's available if you if you're after him. Um and before I knew it, I was training with Preston like literally a week later. It was it was bizarre. Yeah, bizarre it's a bit, it's
0: a bit further on the train to Preston as well, isn't it? Yeah, I used to get the train there as well. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't
3: know the first few months to Preston and then they got a big digs. So we had a big digs up there, um, and there was, like, 18 lads living up there in the what, digs, which was, was which like, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> we have, like, a, a dinner time, so, like, you'd have, like, the first year's dinner time and then the second year's, or sometimes we'd all eat together. It wasn't many, and it was just, like, 18 lads in this one little room, two big, long tables. Was carnage. <laughs> 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 but uh, that was probably the best set of Preston, to be fair. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, the train down to the training ground. They had like a proper ice bath, which was like control temperature. The gym, it was it was all brilliant, and I was just like, again, it, I think I think it let like, the moment pass me by because I was so excited by what was going on. It was just it was unreal. The
2: club, what what's that like? You know, because you don't really hear of that often. You know, lads who sign scholarships normally stay. They never actually normally get a move, and and obviously, Stockport are, are a massive club, but. To a club that you know are, are you know, football league wise, higher up, it doesn't normally happen that does it? What was that like going into yeah. a new changing rooms with, with more young lads, you know, like same age, actually? Type of thing,
3: it, it was weird because I, I actually signed at the end of the seat at the end of the, my first year. So, um, for me, I, I kind of like I got trained with the first team, uh, at Stockport, and then, um, the youth team manager, said, uh, sorry, the first team manager said to me. Oh, you might be in tomorrow. Hang on, and I thought he was like taking the taking them taking them in because all the first teams used to wind you up and all that type of stuff when you're there. So I thought the managers winded me up. So we had the weekend off the youth team, and I I, I went over and I was doing running with the youth team, and the next minute the, I got a phone call and I was like, "Oh, where are you? You you with the first team tomorrow? You're in the squad?" And I was like, "What? I thought he was taking taking the piss." <laughs> and there it was back in I was in the in the first team. So, um, for me, I was kind of just, just breaking into the... Well, not really breaking in, because I didn't really even get a start, but I was training with the first team, and I, and I got a squad number. And then um, next minute, I was off to Preston, just as quick as I knew that. So, it was, it, again, it was just a surreal moment, how how quick things actually happened.
0: Was there ever a thought to, to perhaps stay in Stockport and, you know, try and win your place in the first team properly, or was it just, you know... Preston's too big of an opportunity to turn down.
3: Yeah, no, it was as I said, it was just so fast. It was like we played Preston, we got beat five one. Well, we got battered five one. We didn't have touch of the ball really. And then they were top of the league. They were flying on to win the league. And uh, next minute I was getting walked around by my own youth team. And I was just saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I was like, oh, that's unbelievable, isn't it? And he was like, we're interested in taking you you're coming here to train next week so I went in first week and I trained and I was like wow this is unreal you couldn't pass it up kind of thing so Uh, my youth team manager signed the papers before
2: anyone could say anything (laughs) yeah yeah. what 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 was that like um you know was it a standard difference between the two Josh you know have you said you know you got you got you got you got battered by the the, the youth team earlier yeah. on, but what, what was there? Could you tell like the difference between the two?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, down to the training, everything. Like there was just it was just so much that it was a higher tempo. It was you know they had lads breaking into the first team, left, right, and centre. Uh, they had some they had some great like you know Reese James who's been playing now. He's still playing. Like Ben Davies who's got to move to Liverpool. <laughs> You know the type of players that were playing there. They were like the lad Ryan Crossdale. He's at Stockport now. There's a lot of lads that are still playing high in the, high in the game. Did got a reputation for bringing through good lads. So it was definitely
2: uh, a chance. to couldn't really pass up on that one. I mean, again, this sound like a strange question, but like obviously us three lads never never played at sort of an academy level. What sort of as a scholar? I anyway, enough. it. enough. Uh, <laughs> as a as a scholar, <laughs> what sort of the day like there? Like, is it like school hours in sixth form? Like, are you there from like nine till three, or are you, are you sort of getting in there earlier and finishing up earlier? Um, yeah. Well,
3: at Stockport a little bit more, so it was we were we, we were quite strict on times so of like how long we were allowed to train for and what we had to do and stuff like that. But then. Well, far more when I went to Preston, sometimes we were doing two, three sessions a day, especially when uh, Graham Wesley was there because we had to train when they obviously the first team was training. And The first team was training like mad hours when Graham Wesley was there, but we would do we'd have to train the same same same, same type of a uh, time. And know we like we'd get in in the morning, obviously to get stuff ready for the first team. We'd have to have breakfast and all that before they came in, so it was like we'd get there at eight thirty, we'd do our jobs, we'd get a quick bite to eat, we'd be in the gym doing our own little bits, and then we'd like do something like get on the bikes. Uh, and you'd be out for your session, like 10 half 10, whatever. you do your first session. You'd come in for your lunch, probably have a shower, get changed, get into your second kit, and then you'd either be in the gym for a gym session or out for your second session of the day. And then you'd come back in, probably do your little jobs that you had to do, have your showers and stuff, and then go home or go go back to the gym again. But yeah, I pressed It was longer, longer days, definitely.
0: What
3: sorts of jobs did the first team have you doing there? So it was down to like little, loads of little things. So we had like cleaning boots, we had like, we had to help get ready, kit ready. So hmm. we have like big massive washing machines and stuff like that there. And they'd fold all the stuff up and we'd have to like put the stuff in the right, the right places and stuff like that. It was a it was a bit, was a bit the mad. Stuff you
0: don't really think about that when you, you know, you yeah. Think I was even
3: down to getting like getting mannequins out and getting stuff out ready for the first team and the youth team, or get pumping balls up. There was loads of little jobs, but it, it it was good as well though because you got speaking to the first team and you kind of you kind of knew some of the lads before you'd even been involved yeah. in the session. So that was that was a good thing about it. I mean,
2: you, you touched on there, you know, Graham Westley having you sort of t- training at the same time as the first team. Did you ever have a chance to? also train like did you ever get the nods to go and train with them yourself?
3: <laughs> no, I never ever got the chance at uh, at Preston. Um you know, I think everyone everyone my age did, it except for me. I I wasn't I wasn't a, I wasn't very well liked, it, I don't think, near the end. Um the youth yeah. team managers that actually came in, were the two youth team managers actually Sami got, got the sack straight away by Wesley before before I'd even kick the ball in next the next season. And then um, they brought in, obviously, Graham Alexander, who's been at Salford and stuff like that, and Chris Lichetti. And uh, I, did, I didn't really play much under them. I went out on loan to, uh, of like, Northwich, Victoria. I went there. I went to Kendall. And um, I'll never forget going out on loan. First, one of my first training sessions, I turned up and someone was drinking a can of Coke, a chocolate bar before I started trading. And I was like, oh God, what's going on? You know, I've been from a professional <laughs> environment to that. And then... Now playing in non-league so long, you see obviously a lot more lads doing silly stuff. But uh, what, was yeah. that, what was that like
2: as a, young, as a young lad, Josh? You know, getting that nod to go out on loan somewhere, and then having to, like you say, make that adjustment because you're playing with fellas there who, you know, they're they they've got their own job on yeah. weekdays, and then they're coming to play footy on the side. What was that like for you? Uh, it, was, it was it was it was a bit mad, yeah. Obviously with training and stuff, I
3: like I never forget it. I think. My first game, Kendall, Kendall at home, um, I was playing for uh, Ian Ashcroft and Craig Dutson. A pair of them start going at each other and trying to fight in the changing room. And I was like, what is going on here? I was thinking, <laughs> was like 17, 18, I was thinking, these two trying to knock the fuck out of each other. <laughs> and I'm there, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Bit of an eye
0: so, opener. Well,
3: yeah, that was actually all over, you, you know I worked with him for a while, and he—he he, he was a character. In he was so funny, you know. Some of the stuff he used to get up, get up to, and he was just—he was proper one of the lads to talk about, like obviously stories when he, he used to play himself, and he'd been at West Brom and stuff like that.
2: And he—he he, he was just—he was a character. Was the um was you know the, the actually playing in games as a, as a young striker in the non-league? Is it too cliché to say you would get boosted around or? Or is it exactly like that?
3: No, yeah, definitely. I got boozed around. Uh, you get, you know, lads are a lot stronger than obviously when I was at youth team. So it was adjusting in that sense. Obviously, I've always been quite tall. Um, I used to be a lot skinnier when I was probably that age than I am now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was it was a lot. Glad did 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 leave a foot in and weren't afraid to. Um, but... I I like. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, especially when I was at Preston, because I was so fit compared to obviously probably now that I probably benefited more because you're playing against lads who Monday to Friday are on the hands and knees or painting or you know doing their own thing, and then you're training every day keeping fit. But then obviously you take it to the other side. Now I'm on my hands and knees every day working as a plumber. I've got lads running around who are on loan from the likes of Preston and things like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, you, obviously, you mentioned there about you, you going on loan. What was sort of the next move for you then when you come back to Preston? How did they sort of, obviously, I, I know you eventually left there. How does that sort of come about? What, what was your sort of experience of, of getting told that you have to leave type of thing?
3: So, I came back and uh, I went out on loan and I was playing at the time I was playing I was playing right wing like it was, it was strange you know I went out and I was you on forward. the wing yeah not. I was on the wing it, it, was, <laughs> it was weird but I was fit back then I was a bit fitter and uh, the, the lad who was playing up front at the time for us was brilliant obviously Joe Bunny he, he's been round on league and he plays in the league now but he was brilliant for us up front he kept scoring loads of goals so he kept me in the team but I was playing on right wing so then Preston youth team. The new Graham Alexander left, and the youth team team manager came in, and I was scoring all the goals. And uh, he brought me back, played me right wing as well. I was fucking useless. (laughs) (laughs) You know, six. I'm I'm
2: like six three. Not the fastest. I don't think I wings for me. (laughs) So, so you know, obviously you come back to Preston. Then, where where was your next move from there? Then so I went back to Preston and uh, obviously
3: got told I I wouldn't be getting anything else there and uh, luckily I'd been out on loan at Northwich so I'd already had had like a link and he was texting me all summer and I was I was waiting around and I was waiting to see what happened and I went on trial at a few clubs and I didn't really do anything anywhere and I was thinking oh football's not for me no more and I kind of like took a step back and my dad owned his own uh, flooring company and I ended up working for him I didn't get to, it must have got to about September, middle of September, and a local football club from, from around ours, Asheville, the manager there, Johnny Graham, is one of the lads off the league, so he just kept kept ringing me, asking me what I was up to, if I wanted to come down and obviously train with the lads to get back into footy. So then I ended up going down I ended up getting back into it that way and I, I was there for a, two, three weeks and ended up back at Norwich ended up back playing and back falling in love with the game, obviously playing every week. So... You nearly fell out just by working and not getting yeah. back into it straight away.
2: So do you reckon that time at Asheville and, you know, one of the lads giving you that call and playing with a few lads that you probably know got you back in love with with, yeah. with playing football and so that again? Definitely, you know,
3: it's it's, it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to take at 18 years of age, you know, you don't even know what you still want to do in life and then next minute you, you're not good enough to play football no more at this club that you want to be at, stuff like that. But... Um, so it took it took me it took me a while obviously to, to get back into it. But then obviously playing a little bit more you you know, once you, you know yourself, lads, once you're playing you you, you love it. So mm. yeah, I was just I was yeah. looking for the next kind of thing to move and then Norfolk came back up and ended up back playing there. Loving it again. You mentioned uh, sort I, I, of going on to, before
0: sorry, just before we touch yeah. on that. Um you touched on going on trial at a few clubs there. What's that actually like, being a trialist? How are you sort of viewed there?
3: It, 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 it's hard, but, you know, everyone's got to do the same thing. Everyone's got to, at one point in your career, you've all, you've all got to go on trial somewhere or you've all got to, got to try something new, which takes you out your comfort zone. Especially for me, like, 18, you know, you're going in and there's loads of full, fully grown men there and you're trying to stick a claim for a, a deal mm. or a contract, whatever it may be. And it's just... It is it is hard, but I think now, for, for me, if it was to happen now, at my age, it wouldn't bother me because I'm quite confident in, that, in, in situations like that, so it wouldn't wouldn't faze me. But as an 18-year-old lad, it was like, oh, my God, what am I yeah. doing here? Can I imagine it's a bit uh, fucking daunting, like... Yeah, especially with, like, obviously you let it eat you up as well, like you're nervous mm. on a pitch and you can start making mistakes and stuff like that. It it, it, it can't be for some people a bit a big thing. But luckily, as I say, I got back in through someone I knew and then kind of it snowballs from there. Another club who I already knew got me back in there, yeah. which I stayed with for ages.
0: Mm.
2: When you go back to a club like, you know, like Norwich, um, and even like Codds mentioned about the Childs, so you know lads that are also playing in the same position as you, I, I know that you were you were already there, but are they still looking at you thinking, like you know maybe giving you a bit of a cold shoulder when you're coming in because you're sort of trying to take their place?
3: No, I think you do you do get lads like that. You know you get a few sharp glass You just don't. <laughs> you think, oh God, I don't yeah. like you. But I, I bet, yeah, everyone's had that in the crew. Like, you can't like everyone in the world. You know what I mean? But yeah, most lads are sad. It's like. You're all cracking on for the same thing, and you're pushing each other, kind of thing, you know. Especially with my dealings with lads I've ever played, they've always been, especially strikes, they've always been proper sound. It's always been trying to better each other and help each other out. So it's been yeah. it's been great in that sense. I've never really had anyone who's been a tit.
2: Put it nicely <laughs> again. <laughs> What was your time at uh, going back to Northwich then? What was it? What was your time like? Obviously, you're back enjoying your footy again. We, we start scoring goals again, did you?
3: Yeah, well, I started playing. Started playing quite a lot, and then um, the manager, got, the manager got the sack. Um, after not so long, and uh, Jim Gannon ended up taking over, and I was playing loads under and really enjoying it again, and then uh, obviously. I... I what happened? I ended up going to work away in London. Stupidly, took some time out of football again, and then got back, got back fit, got back playing again. Fell back in love with Fussy again, and realised that I'm not working away no more. I want to carry on playing football. You know, it keeps you, keeps you active, and keeps. I'm enjoying it, so I wasn't going to work away again. But um, it, it was, it was really good. We had some really good times. We were playing like the likes like Salford and things like that at the time when they were just coming coming up. You had all that money pumped into them by all the Manchester lads, so it was good.
2: It was a good challenge, yeah. I mean, so you've got back into your footy. Where was your next move after Norfolk then, Josh? So, when I was at Norwich, Jim Ganning actually got the stockport job. Um,
3: he got it halfway through the season at the end of last season. I got a phone call off him asking. Would they be interested in going to Stockport and things like that? And I, you know, obviously a club that size, you couldn't really couldn't really turn it down or go I'd go and at least meet him and find out what he had to say. And, you know, uh, end up signing there pretty much soon as I went there. Obviously, youth team player there. That was the aim, obviously, to hit the first team, but they obviously fell down the leagues a few leagues. They were in the conference north. Um but it was—it's an unbelievable club, Stockport. You know, massive, massive yeah. stadium. Um, they get loads of fans, I think like our average attendance when I was there was like three thousand, three and a half thousand. for a conference yeah. North side, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Must have
0: had quite a few bigger away followings as well over the fourth when you went away. Oh yeah, definitely. Um,
3: Used, used to take go, over a ground. Go, yeah, got a few hundred. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Take, they take more than the home team had. Yeah, which was uh, yeah. we had one game last, last one of the last games of the season, Bradford Park Avenue away. I think uh, I actually scored. And yeah, that was good, I was going
2: to mention that goal three, actually. Yeah,
3: three hundred and ran on the pitch, <laughs> everyone
0: with beers and stuff. <laughs> inciting a pitch in pitching me Yeah, and booked for it as
3: well. You know, what? how's that my
2: fault? <laughs> it goes around the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have. I, I've seen, I, I think I've spoken to you when, when we worked together about that goal. Um, what is that like? You know, you have scored a goal like that. I think. Did you say it was it was something to do with was it was that to get in the playoffs or something? Was it?
3: So. Basically, we needed a win at Bradford Park Avenue to be able to go into the playoffs last game of the season. And it was like the 83rd minute something. It was a two-yard tap in and I scuffed it. (laughs) Nearly missed. (laughs) Ran off like I'd scored a 30-yard screamer. (laughs) And all the fans ran on like I'd scored a 30-yard
2: screamer as well. (laughs) Oh, mate, that's... that's, What what, what, is that? What's that like? You know... Peeling off on uh, around the back of the net, and you're running towards a, a load of pissed up fans.
3: <laughs> that was unreal for me. At Northwich, we had about six fans every game behind the goal. <laughs> and, it was
2: Stockport and you got like three and a half thousand there. It, it was a bit different. Outrageous, <laughs> <ready> that? <to> <laughs> did, did you notice like a step up in pressure? You know, when it's something that we do with every guest, we talk about that. When we've, um, we've actually had Glenn Rule, who played for Stockport as well, and we spoke about this. Like, obviously, they're a Stockport being a massive club and they're probably out of especially when you played for them yourself from the conference north they they're almost too big for that league did you have a lot of pressure from the fans and you know the higher people in the club to get to, to get up uh,
3: yeah definitely I think um, you know stockport fans do make themselves known as well like on Twitter social media and stuff like that when they wasn't happy or even in the stadium uh, I was actually at stockport with Glenn at the San. Uh, his last season there. I was that—that that was my season there as well. Uh, but yeah, to definitely let you know, um,
2: and it, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice at all. <laughs> like, would you say like that? Is as a lad who've, who've, like you say, he's played for the team like that? Would you say social media now with footy and that is is a big thing? You know, if you're logging on after the game and you've had a stinker and you've got a few people like tweeting it and all that, what's that like?
3: it can be good and be bad obviously because you get times where you have a good game and loads of people are tweeting you saying how good it was and stuff like that and you know that can make you feel the highest of the highs or... but then you can get on your brand where fans are giving you a load of grief so mm. probably give you lows to lows but I just didn't I did, you know you don't get too carried away with it you don't, don't let the highs give you too high or the lows mm. give you too low you can't you just got to stay half ignore it really yeah. Um, yeah. without being nasty Um because some of the stuff on there, people forget. You know, they're still they're still human. Some of the stuff people say to me,
0: can brutal, you know, can't it? Some of the things
3: you see it now, don't you? With all, all the Premier League players getting like the abuse on there, you know, they're still human human beings. Mm. Just because they play in the Prem, doesn't mean they haven't got feelings, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. people
0: on Twitter behind the keyboard and that, thinking
3: that, yeah, you know, like these a... fake accounts and stuff yeah. like that. it's, it's, it's... Mm. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, at, at Stockport, Josh, do you have any decent runs in in the FA Cup or anything like that? Uh, yeah, we got to the first round. That was good. We
3: uh, got to the first round of the FA Cup. We got beat by Woken. We literally probably... We had our best game, I'd say, against them. They had four chances and scored four goals. <laughs> oh, sickening. It was sickening. <laughs> um, but that, that was a big game. There was... There was there was quite a few thousand there and when we played FC United I think there was like six and a half seven thousand there so that was that, so that was probably fear, that. my biggest game
2: What's that like playing in front of that many people mate because like, uh, obviously the, the three of us for Sunday League lads we're looking at twenty tops on the sidelines of <laughs> what's it like to have seven thousand um, fans watching you that was unreal it was like for me as well
3: personally like I've, I've gone from obviously Playing at North, which as I said, we had lucky. We were six behind the goal, uh, <laughs> and then I've gone to Stockport. So obviously it's obviously a much bigger club, and there was one game it's like six and a half thousand. There, it was, it was it was madness. It was for me personally. Anyway, it was it was a big deal. But you kind of you kind of once you're on the pitch, you just forget about it. Obviously, it's when you stop. Like say you stop once you run around and stuff, you just kind of blank it out. It's when you're stopping afterwards. Say you come off the bench or you're coming on off the bench. Yeah, that's when like wow how many people are
2: there <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant that so uh, obviously you had good time at Stockport there Josh where was sort of your next move after that and sort of how did that come about you know leaving Stockport
3: uh, so we got to the end of the season uh, got to the end of the season I didn't score very many at Stockport uh, obviously Stockport being such a good club we needed a prolific striker he was I basically uh, my time was up there I think I needed to go out and play more football at somewhere else um, which I did I, I had numerous phone calls when I left Stockport obviously because of the size of the club and the exposure that when they put it on Twitter and stuff like that and then uh, I went to oh, the same happened I went to Telford I signed at Telford with uh, two managers there they got the sack within the first day something me being there oh. so I I
0: uh, how do you cope with that? Because a few might have said that the amount of times when they sign for somewhere and, and then the manager just gets sacked straight away. Is that just a bit like, well,
3: what's the fucking point? Yeah, especially because especially, it was Telford as well, especially there. You know, it was it was a good trek. It wasn't... Yeah. Every, every session was a good trek and stuff and then this new manager came in and it was just a bit like, it wasn't for me with him and I don't think I was with for him. Um and before I knew it, I was at a club again, like that quick. But luckily, because I just left Stockport, there still plenty of other options on the table, and I ended up going to Ostringham. Um, got playing there, I was playing all pre-season, and then I had my appendix out. <laughs>
1: Fucking
3: oh, <hell>. fuck yeah! <laughs> so I was, I was <laughs> set back there with that as well, which, which was a bit of a another big kick because Ostringham again, another massive non-league club. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Give you a look what they've done over the last few years, fighting now as well, promotion twice in the conference. Yeah, a lot of the lads there still know we doing doing really well.
2: What's that? What What's that like? I mean, again, just touch on it. Injury wise, obviously, that isn't your appendix. Isn't even a football. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually mm. know, but I don't think it's a football injury, is it? What's that like? Having something completely out of your control, taking you, you know, out of out of the game like that. Um. I, I never really
3: never really thought of it like that, like, oh, it's talking out the game. It was kind of just a, a thing that happens, you know. No no one expected my appendix to, to rupture and I to have an oper- emergency operation. You know, I was, yeah. in, I was in work one morning and I was just like, I was actually training. I was moaning to the physio that I, I had a stomach pain and it was like I needed to go to the toilet, but I couldn't. And he was like, well, I've never heard of that before. Just go and try and have a toilet, go on the toilet. And then the next day I was in work and I was like, whoa, this pain's moved and it's gone down low and one of the lads was like, that's your appendix. And I was like, no, it's not. You're just trying to get the day off. Who do you want to take me to the hospital? And he's like, no, I'm telling you, it's your appendix. So then I waited around. I'll I never forget, I went to sleep in the van. I was like, I'm going to have to get my head down the van. So I went to sleep all day in the van and came home. And I was still in agony. I was like, dad, you're going to have to take me to the hospital yeah?" The appendix had ruptured and attached to one with the abdominal muscles, and they'd done an emergency off on me.
2: Fucking oh, hell, mate! So uh, you know you sit, you you're at Alton at the time, like you say, big club. Sort of, what's what, what's the deal with that then? Like, what do they say to you, you know, just just have a few weeks to get yourself or a few months in the case yeah. and get yourself back? Yeah, well, I think it was it was for
3: me. Obviously, I was speaking to the manager, and it was I was. The, the game before pre-season, I was starting, so it was, it was looking like I was on to start obviously for the season. I was I was doing well at the time. Um, I texted him, I think it was the Thursday or the Friday, saying, I don't think I'm going to be able to play Saturday. But I don't think I'm going to be able to come to training tonight. I burst my appendix, um I'm in hospital. And he rang me straight away, I was like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. and spoke to him and then we didn't start too well so he, he, after like a week or two he texted me saying do you fancy coming down to the game watch the game um, trying to do the lads lift kind of thing and I went down I was like hobbling around couldn't really walk <laughs> wasn't nice <laughs> wasn't nice pain no. I was on a couch for about two weeks on Tremadol <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, what's
0: it so, like sort of coming you know, back from that you know as you start to regain your fitness again get back inside.
3: Yeah, it, it, it was just it was just like coming back from a normal injury, really. Except for obviously it was not on sport related. It was kind mm. of just something got in my stomach. Um, but obviously I was working, I was working hard. I was doing extra work trying to get back fifths. Obviously fell behind. All lads have probably done about four or five weeks of games, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and I'd been lying on a couch or struggling to walk, whatnot. not. Um, but then it was kind of a. I think I went out alone. I went out alone to try and get some games in, obviously because the lads were flying. At this point, when I got back fit, and um, I think the first time I went out alone, every game were called off in a month. <laughs> so then that was just that was a bit of a, a bit of a kick as well. Um, and I went out alone again. I ended up getting injured again and doing my hamstring. You so obviously not played a lot of games and. I think it was a Christmas period. We were playing. You play loads over, it, don't you? And yeah. I just went up for the, went went to stretch out my leg out for the ball, and my hamstring just pinged. So that was pretty much my season over before I'd even
2: done much. At yeah. stinker that, mate.
0: One thing after
2: another. It's. I was. I was going to move on, sort of things about yeah, questions about injuries. Do you, I mean, it sort of. It's sort of an opinion on this, but do you know lads that you know that have gone to play higher? Do you think there's an, a massive element of, obviously, you've got the talent, but is there a massive element of luck? Because obviously, like you say there, you've had managers getting sacked, you've had big injuries like your appendix, you've had games called off when you've gone out on loan. Do you think there is a big thing with, you, there is a big element of luck to get that a step further? In a way, yeah, because obviously, you know,
3: it's the right time, right place, right time. But then on the other hand, no, because if you carry on doing the right things week in, week out, if you're, like, you're not injured because you're playing every week. So you've got more of a chance of people seeing you, more chance of you scoring goals with a striker. So no, there isn't. But in another way, yeah, because all it takes is for one week for you to be playing. And you know there's a manager there that does like you and then gives you the chance. And there you go. But then on the other hand, if you're doing the right things all the time, you know, you're, you're, you're training well in your games you, you, you're you playing well then I think you, you're you bound to, to get that move step on yeah yeah but there's some lads in non-league as well who don't want to step on they don't, they don't want to they're happy where they're playing and they're at this level because they've got a good job or things like that as well so there's, there's
2: more there's more two lads stepping up as well sometimes of course yeah I mean we've had we had a few lads who've said you know they've, they've come on after getting released and they've had a few clubs offering them stuff and they thought it's not even Worth the money. Uh, as a pro, we had a lad. Um, we got released from Leeds, and he got a few offers. And he said it wasn't even worth his time. You know, sometimes being a pro isn't all that it's sort of made up yeah. to be with the money and that. You know, you look at some lads. Some lads playing non-league, especially in the Conference North. Just lads playing non-league,
3: getting like six, seven, eight hundred quid a week, and then they're working as well. Uh, you know, some of them like can have good jobs and be getting six, seven hundred quid doing doing that. So there's yeah. money to be in non-league as well for lads, especially lads yeah. who are playing, you know, higher up yeah. in non-league.
0: The there was a lot. Oh. I remember a story. I'm a Wrexham fan, Josh. Before we carry on, so to make sense. Oh God, here we go. Know. Yeah, <laughs> um, but come to think of it, I don't. You might have been there at the same time. You remember Jason Oswell? Yeah, that name. Yeah, that, well, he,
3: he was, was there the year after me. Yeah,
0: I oh, was it the year after, right? Because there was a lot of rumours at the time. He eventually did sign for reckon but. He was a he was a physiotherapist at Chester Hospital. Yeah, that was yeah. what seemed to be the thing. And that was why and he was happy playing for Stockport in the in the Conference North and we couldn't sign him because it, it wasn't like better for him. Like he'd be earning more money doing
3: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, especially like the like the likes of stockport and anything like that. They, they could pay lads yeah. when they was not part time. You could pay them four, five hundred pounds, easy. And then you could have a good job as like a physiotherapist, something like that. Yeah. Being an extra five hundred pounds, you know, a full time club like Wrexham or a, a non-league full-time club, they can't afford more, more than a grand a week for lads. Yeah. So it is beneficial for someone to stay part-time as well. Yeah. You know, there'll be plenty of lads, probably, probably plenty of lads who probably could, could could come on here and say, oh, I had the chance to go full-time, but the offer wasn't as good as what I'm getting now. So I stayed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it
2: makes, never
3: makes happened sense, me, lads, right? Way.
2: Never happened for me. <laughs> <laughs> you've you mentioned a few times Josh, about managers coming in. Did you ever find that managers had like a group of players that would go come with them? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say you made that move from a non-league club to non-league club or club to club, and a manager comes in and, like you say, you've been you've been brought in by another manager. But this manager's brought in five other lads. Do you find that in non-league at all? You know, the manager's yeah. got a poor group of players.
3: Uh, yeah, but like you know, non-league, it's it's especially like non-contracted players. You can seven days you put in on on a transfer and you can sign someone straight so away after seven days. So it's yeah, y- you get you do get a lot of lads coming and going. You know, some lads come and they gone gone within a month because they're not playing or they've been promised that they're gonna play or whatnot, and then they're off to another club to go and get game. So non-league, especially, you find. There's a rotation of players coming in and out the club.
2: Yeah, mm. of course. Um, so obviously you, you've you've um, spoke about your time at Oldsigan there, Josh. Where was your next move after that?
3: After Oldsigan, oh, I went on loan for, for. Well, I went. I went and signed for Marine for the rest of the season. Basically, um, played the last twelve games at Marine. Got back playing, got back scoring, got back and enjoying it again. And Oldsigan um, actually won the league that year. So. And the manager texted me, obviously saying, "Do you want to come back? Uh, see you doing well, been doing well." Because I started scoring again back at Marine, and um, I actually stayed at stayed at Marine, decided not to go back. Felt like um, you know there was more football for me to play played at, at Marine and going back to Oldswingham at the time. Probably should have went back because we could have won the league after playing about four games for them. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I stuck it out at Marine and. Enjoyed the end of the last the last season.
2: Yeah, um, know, we've a had a, we've we've had a few lads that have, have played for me, and obviously, as you know, uh, I, I Ad Um What what's that like as a club? Because uh, we've heard obviously nothing but good things about about them. You know, it seems like a top, yeah. top
3: club. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant run club. You know, um, it, it's the people who are who are in it and around it are all great people. You know, they've got nothing but but love for the club. Um, It's not like it's a money business club where they're just trying to earn money or nothing like that. They genuinely just want to play, try and get good football and good lads. Um, I think, obviously, I really enjoyed my time there. It was just, obviously, at the time, I, I had Warrington um, give me an offer the next season and I thought they had a better chance of promotion than Marine did that year. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, so obviously you've you, you've mentioned there, mate, Wellington. You know, again, I, I, you hear things about Warrington that have got your know, aspirations to go higher. What were they like? You know, to, 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 to go to go over there and, and play for them.
3: Yeah, for me, it's been brilliant. You know, I I'd still be there now. Um, I was contracted there this year, but it was only for them saying that basically there's going to be no more games, uh, and me wanting to still play football this year that that I kind of took the decision to to move on. to obviously. Into the Welsh League with Flint, um, so I think it's a great club. You know the chairman, he's sound. You can ask him anything. He's, I'm always moaning up saying I've got my kit doesn't, I'm got enough kit or something like that. He's sorting on <laughs> extra kits. Um, he, he he literally he, he does everything for Warrington. He, and I think that in the next say five ten years, I think they will kick on and he will get up up the leagues because the got the right people around the club and they've got the right the right setup um you know, they've just got a new training ground in this in Warrington right by the ground um the chairman's always looking to improve stuff so he, he's always thinking of what's next what's next I and mean, then they've got a good manager in Paul so I think they will you will you will kick on just a matter of when.
2: Yeah I've obviously I mean, all this COVID. <laughs> yeah of, of course I, I remember you talking about you were there the year that 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 super playoff, weren't you? Oh yeah. Uh, what, was, what was that like? Mate? How did that
3: come? How did that come about? So they decided to make a um, non-league, basically the perfect the perfect pyramid. So you'd have obviously the conference, which is the top of the pyramid, and then it splits twice each time. Yeah. Um, but basically, they had they didn't have when they were making these new leagues, they didn't have enough teams coming down. He did have going up. So they had to play a super playoff final at our level. So the two, two leagues had a had a playoff. Whoever won their playoff would go into a super playoff final. I think we're the only other club to play in a super playoff final and get beat, not go up. So it's a, it was a bit of a mad one. No, we went to South Shields away. South Shields, brilliant club, play football, great football. Uh, they've been flying all season, but Farsley just kept Kept getting points that year, and we went and we went and uh, went and beat them at their place. And we had uh, Kings Lynn back at,
2: at the uh, Super playoff final, got beaten extra time. Yeah, fucking ass. so. So you've you've won the playoff final for your year uh, for your season, sorry, and then you've got to go and play against another team from the South yeah. Division or something like that.
3: We just beat uh, we just beat South Shields in the playoff final. I'd come on like the last twenty minutes, being set one up and scored one. I was on cloud nine. And then we go <laughs> a week later and get beat three two an extra time. So go from the highest to highs to the lowest to lows within a week. Football, oh, yeah. but yeah. wouldn't have any way.
2: Yeah. Nah, <laughs> of course. And I mean, you touched on you touched on there, Josh. You know the move across to uh, to Wales at the moment. So is, is that sort of been said for the for the sort of. The, the league wanting it in, that now sort of the season sort of finished type of thing, or they're not sure when it's going to start.
3: Well, realistically, we got we got thirty over thirty games left to play in the league, cups, stuff like that. You know how, how could it go on unless they changed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, last year it was this time last year it got called off and we played over thirty games, and now now the same. You know, we can still play 30 games till the end of the season. It's just not going to happen. Being realistic as well. Um, for me, it was just a case of I wanted to play football and Flint would give me the opportunity to play football. You know, I spoke to Paul and uh, he, he seems to think the same as well. There won't be any more football played at Warrington. So why
2: not go and play somewhere else for the rest of the season at least? Yeah, I have got. I mean, I had a quick a quick look this morning. Actually, there's quite, there's quite a few... They've made quite a few signing, quite a few Warrington yeah. gone over, haven't they? So, five lads from from, from uh, Warrington have actually signed, so it's, it's a, bit,
3: it's a bit, bit of a weird one, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> you know, half, half my old team are there now, so it's not it's like going to a new team. <laughs> uh, but yeah,
2: it's, it's been great. Are you, are you, are you allowed to... Oh, what what league are they in? Are you allowed to train or anything with them? Yeah.
3: yes. Yeah, so they're in the Welsh Prem, so they've been uh, granted the league status, so that means... Basically, they're allowed to train. We're allowed to play and stuff like that now. Um, it's just like obviously we've got all COVID checks. Um, it's a little bit more stricter than round round the will or round yeah. Liverpool. You know, I've done it plenty of times where I forgot my mask, being stupid, and you run into a shop and you're like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot my mask." Round there, it's not like that. It's like you know, we're getting, we're going into training. And you're getting checked over, a gun, what your temperature is and things like that. And, play like an app you've got to fill in every day See, you've got symptoms or anything like that. So
0: there's
3: a lot yeah. more going into it. Obviously to get, yeah. to try, and get the, to try and get the football back
2: on. Of course. I mean fingers crossed mate that you can crack on with the season and sort of do well there. Uh, now obviously we've covered all your career and you know some career it's been as well. What we normally do, Con con has got a few quick fire questions. It'll give you a mate and uh, and then oh god, there we'll, we go. We'll, 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 we'll yeah. see what you say, mate. <laughs> Everyone gets done there. it's was over these. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, don't worry. He's coming.
1: Cool
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be disastrous. This.
1: You know. <laughs> no, uh, the first one is um, so. Join your career so far. Have you had any um, initiations along the way?
3: Oh, yeah, I've had a few terrible songs yeah. come out with yeah. me. Yeah.
1: Have you it's got a, a, go, a go-to song at all? Or it's like you a like cat getting it
3: strangled. <laughs> uh, Oasis Wonderwall seems to be my go-to song, yeah, but uh, yeah. I have had a little dabbling, in Robbie Williams' Angels as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like it that. wasn't great, it wasn't
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <know>. enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, i give you my there just for the like, audacity of it.
3: I, like. yeah. <laughs> I forgot the words off my through the song oh. as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I did. laughs>
1: um next one, who would you say is the toughest defender that you've faced so far?
3: Toughest defender uh probably the toughest defender I faced um, in non league would have been probably Craig Robbo a few years ago. Uh, he he was good. He was organised. Yeah. Um, he was always him and him and Jay, big Jay McCartan. I think that was about eighteen. Jay was like six foot fucking five. <laughs> Craig Robbo was dead organised. He was a big big Bruiser himself. Yeah. Against the pair of them, that they were pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what what would you say is your best moment that you've had in football so far?
3: Uh, for me personally, I think it's the playoff final and we won that. Um, I think I scored right near the end of the game. So left foot, yeah. don't come around very often for me. Left foot finish. So <laughs> <laughs> it was there, that yeah. was probably my. Yeah, that
2: that or probably up there, with Stockport, the pitch invasion. That was quite good as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: great. But can um, I just put then... in
2: quick on? Go sorry. On. Yeah. Have yeah. you got a have you got go to celebration, Jack uh, It's gotta be just running with my arms out
3: out <laughs> I think, wide I think that's it like, I've got much more in
1: me <laughs> yeah and then um, final one we've asked quite a few I guess um, if you could change one thing about football what would it be tough one yeah it's a
0: tough one
3: uh, nothing that I could probably pull off the top of my head um, nothing I couldn't really yeah, pick anything, yeah, enough, from, yeah. for anything
0: football is perfect yeah, oh, there, we is. Go. there we go. Maybe
3: ref not book me as much. That, <laughs> <a good one. laughs> there we go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs>
2: that's uh, great. Right, yeah. That, that's um. Is that also done with the questions? Yeah done, yeah.
1: done. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll call it an end there, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. No i Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks guys. Enjoy this. it yeah, no worries, Thanks mate. for coming on. Nice. It is. Nice one. Thank All you. All the best. All the best, mate.
0: Well, that was Passing Groove. Many thanks to everyone who has listened if you got this far. We'll be back weekly with more episodes. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All the links will be in the description. Feel free to message us with any feedback or comments. Again, many thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers.